this is the Journey Till Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination. To find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that, it's in those moments that really makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of her own. Meet Mashan Vanas. Please help me welcome her to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. It feels good to be here. Uh, thanks for oh, having me. I just love your name. Thank you so much for being here. Really, it's just like it has a ring ring to it. So it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful name. My mom's name is Michelle and so close to that. So it makes my heart warm as I'm talking to you. Love that. Yeah, that's, um, I, and you also pronounced it beautifully, which is not always the case. So <laughs> I feel like you did me good. You did me a solid. <laughs> well, good. So let's just kind of jump right into it. You are the VP of partnerships of Model Alliance, which is a nonprofit that's serving models. How did that come about? Yeah, I think it started a couple of years ago, really on the onset of COVID. Um, I felt like more than ever during that time, what really became apparent to me was the lack of resources and support that models get just by nature of the system they're in as freelance creatives. Um, even a step further than what we would say some actors with having you know, a guild or an association, models really don't have that even to fall back on. Um, so, I think going through that time where everything felt a little bit scary and I couldn't really turn to my agency, I couldn't really, you know, I didn't know, I didn't have the answers and everyone who was supposedly in my support network also didn't have the answers. And I thought, huh, it's a little strange. Um, so yeah, I really kind of, they popped up on Instagram and I loved what they were trying to do in the fashion industry. So for a bit of context for anybody who's very new to Model Alliance or is hearing that for the first time. Um, they're a nonprofit founded by the incredible Sarah Ziff. They work on creating fair practices in the fashion industry, everything from one way to factory floor. Um, and so they really work to improve legislation, regulation in the uh, fashion industry and really hold different players and stakeholders accountable. Um, and so working with them on everything from the Me Too movement and helping models gain their voice in that to what was a really big project for us at the time called the RESPECT program. So that would be a legally, legally binding set of industry standards developed by models, for models, and it'd be to govern the rights, the behaviors, payments, and recourse between agencies, clients, and models. So an example would be, you know, just timely payment. You know, like that's a, a basic human work right that we deserve as models that we don't actually get a lot of the times. So creating this RESPECT program um, was a way for clients to sign on, agencies to sign on, and models, and it'd be a legally binding agreement that would hold everybody accountable. Uh, so that was a big project that I helped to initiate. I've since then stepped down from, from that position to be very transparent because I took up on some other things, but I am still donating often. I talked to Sarah, so I think they're very that journey with me and them uh, was super impactful during what was a really scary time to find that community. So you yourself are a full-time model. What has that journey been like for you? Lots of so it's a fun roller coaster. I think everything is like you said, highs and lows, right? It's the journey, not the destination. Um, I have grown with this job. It's kind of morphed into different forms along the way, but I'd say 
you know, highs are highs, lows are lows. I feel I started out my industry quite a bit later than most models. You know, I think you hear models jumping into this career at 14, 13, sometimes it blows my mind. Um, and I started at 21, maybe 19, 20, around that age. Um, it started in London, did a lot of editorial and runway, which I think is always the first thing they try and get the girls doing. Um, building the reputation, getting more editorial clients. Then it morphed into, it also really changes by where you're based. So London was this gritty, grungy vibe. You know, it worked really well with runway modeling, et cetera. Then I moved to Los Angeles. So we're talking sunshine, the channel a little bit of the surfer girl vibes, a lot more athletic wear, a lot more commercial clients. Um, and then went to New York, which is this lovely balance of both. Um, and so as I got older, I think I moved naturally from more editorial clients to commercial. Um, the commercial ones are, you know, the more money, more consistent. So you also get older, you're valuing different things in your career. Um, it's taken all kinds of forms, but it's definitely never been boring. That's for sure. What has been your most interesting modeling job so far? Is there a modeling job that you've gotten that you're like, whoa, you just, I don't know, just blew your mind? This is like always very interesting for different things. There's a few that definitely come to mind. I mean, one, like, for instance, you never forget the biggest paycheck you ever got. So there's clients that I'm like, yeah, that was a really juicy fat paycheck. And I was super proud of myself at the time. I'm talking about like hair campaigns for Tony and Guy and Batiste, et cetera. Then you've got other ones that were super memorable because they really surprised you. You know, I worked with, um, a brand that I hold so close to my heart, but they're called We Are Handsome. It's an Australian swimwear and fashion, um, swimwear and activewear company. And I that job landed to me because a friend of mine called me and said, hey, I worked for this client in Australia. They're looking for another model. Um, I recommended you, like, would you be up for this campaign? We get to fly to Thailand for it. I said, I said yeah, heck yeah. And they're like, it's not paid, but you get to go. Like, do you want to do this? And I thought for sure, let's go. I get to do a shoot with one of my best friends. It sounds like a fun time. Um, and so I went there and since then, I mean, that, that, the, you know, Jeremy and Katinka who are a couple and own the brand, they've become like family to me. Um, I've done, you know, three, four other campaigns for them all across the globe. I remember moving to LA for the first time and living with them. So they really became an extension of my family and something I would have never expected from that role and that job. So that job is super memorable to me because it gave me friendships and beyond what I thought was, would be the norm in, in a career. Um, yeah, I think those two really, really come to mind, but it's always a different reason. Then you remember the jobs that were really frankly and excuse my language, quite shit. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you're stuck doing winter, you're doing summer clothing in freezing cold um, outside and you're just in such physical pain and, you know, there or the client, or you're just not vibing with the team. So yeah, I think it's, it's interesting and it's important to reflect back on all the good and the bad, the bad shoots. But um, yeah, always a learning moment, no matter what. Always a learning moment. Isn't it life oh, just always a learning moment? If you just take it in that way that you said. Yeah, that I, that I heard this this show, this this quote the other day. I think it was a TV show I was watching late last night, and they were kind of saying how 
you never say no to any experience, even if you think the risk is really high for it to go badly because you're holding you because that the the learning uh, and the experience makes for is so so valuable. Now I don't know if I agree with that. I think sometimes the risk is real and you shouldn't do something. Um, but it was really interesting perspective of you're always going to walk away with the learning moment, and the riskier it is, the bigger the learning moment. So really, there's value. No, I love that. I love that. It's so true. And at the other end of that, that stick is that if you don't take the risk, you stay in the same position. So yeah. it's like, sometimes I, I tell myself that I weigh the odds and I think, okay, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? There's, there's right. some, some bad things that can happen, but <laughs> yeah. don't step out there. You're going to be your, what's, what will happen. You're going to be in the same position that you're in right now. So why yeah. not be a little I think sometimes your decision, you need to be a little scared. You need to feel like on the, on the verge of a, a little uncomfortable. Um, it's just healthy. I think you feel alive. You got to prove to yourself. You can, you can do scary things that you think are scary at the time and you, and you conquer and you do. Um, I think that's when I feel like I'm living the most is when I'm doing something a little, that feels a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me. Um, yeah, for sure. It seems as though people look at models and think that, you know, life is just sweet and everything is roses and peaches and fairy tale and you're just sitting to look pretty. Um, what are some things that you can say in regards to that? Are, are, are there some diffi really difficult moments, even with your job, that you feel that models experience that the world in itself just may not realize is actually going on behind the scenes? Yeah, sure. I used to get this all the time. Um, and it's, I mean, it's frankly, again, quite rude and disrespectful to, to say to someone, oh, you just got to stand there and look pretty. Um, so it used to really bother me, actually. Now I just, I can see, I can like laugh at it a little bit. Um, but I think, I mean, I've like, so, I mean, I'm current, I, you know, after, I, for a bit of context, I've modeled for nine, nine-ish nine years and I still do that actively. I'm also working uh, full-time for a video game company as the marketing director now after my master's of business administration that I got last year or two years ago. So I think I've had both worlds of where one job was really physical, physically challenging. It's also freelance. That's a very important, I'll come back to why that's important. And my life now, it's like, it's very mental and it's extremely challenging and a very, it's exercising a very different part um, and it's challenging in a different way. So when I go back to the modeling, I think from the physical aspects in a way, and I know, you know, you're, you're training like your body and the way you look is your money maker. There's an immense amount of personal pressure that comes with that. I don't, I don't care who you say you are or how, how natural it is that your body is the way it is, but there is this deep seated, like uneasy feeling you get from that. Um, and so it is, you carry your homework with you because it's a lifestyle change. Ultimately you are whatever the work you need to put in to look the way you need to look to get the money you want to get, or to get the clients you want to get. That's a 24 seven job. You have to really alter your lifestyle for that, especially for me, whether it was going out less or not seeing my friends as much or not going out to certain dinners because it was going against what I wanted in terms of my fitness goals. Like those are all things that are really quite aggressive impacts on your quality of life uh, and how you choose to spend your time. 
So I think from that perspective, it's not something you can like close your laptop at the end of the day and walk away, right? It's something that's with you the whole time. Um, so I think in that, in that way, it's, it's a challenge. I also think what's really important is as a freelancer, I never, and it's, it's, it's a feeling that grows over the years. At first you think it's kind of exciting. You never really know where your job, your next job is. It's part of the thrill. But after years and years of that compounding, it can be quite toxic where you feel super anxious because you just don't know when you're going to bring that paycheck in. You just don't know when the next job is. And I think what comes with that is this feeling of being a little bit powerless or not having control where like I'm putting in a amount of effort, I'm not getting a amount of return. So I think that is super hard over the years to deal with. Um, and I also think you reach a point where you're kind of at the mercy of your agency or whatnot, because you just don't feel like you have too much control over your career. When in reality, you probably do, but I think you're just kind of programmed to think you might not. Um, and then I reflect on my life now, it's a super different challenge. I'm not physically challenged. I can walk away, it's not with me all day long, but you're exercising your thought in a very different way that maybe I didn't do modeling. So it's a very different type of challenge and hard. Um, my current, you know, the work I do now is on a bigger team, on a bigger mission. I have to care for other people's lives, their jobs. So it's like different types of stresses and challenges. Um, yeah, I mean, how I'm, I'm sure you can kind of, I'm as your job in sort of creative freelance worlds, how can you, like, what do you think of, of that? It's tough. It's like the juggle. I mean, it's a juggle as a, I'm a business owner too. I own a publicity company separate and aside from doing this podcast. Right. Yeah. And it's very much so the mindset of what you're saying. I mean, I've been working for myself for 15 years, almost 16 years now, but it's lots of highs and lows and what it's hard, what's hard to put in words for to to explain to people but you understand as a freelancer it's very very similar um it's the not knowing it's the not knowing you know of if this client's going to leave if that's kind of is going to leave the the you know the ins and outs of the business but there's also beauty in that too yeah so it's like i had to learn throughout the years how to find the beauty in those moments cuz if not, you will drive yourself, you could drive yourself insane, the uncertainty. I've, I've had friends who've stepped away and decided they wanted to be a business owner and they've come back to me like not even two months later. And they're like, I can't do this. The yeah. I have to have a paycheck from the first and the 15th and I have to have, you know, so it's a lot, it's a mindset that you have to have. It's, you have to have trust in yourself. You have to continue to, to communicate with other people and, you know, always on the grind. It's, it's a different level of walking around when you work for yourself or, or freelancing, as opposed to when you work for a company and you have a guaranteed, you know, paycheck coming in on this day of the month. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, if you choose that route of life, being able to roll with the punches of that and understand it's very much so a roller coaster. Yeah, I, for sure. I think also it's, it's important to remember as a freelancer, it's also, you know, you need support in many different ways. And even though you are on your own and it's really you and your business and your brand, that's, you know, it still takes a team 
to get things done. And I think to any freelancer and some people ask me like, what advice would you give to someone starting their modeling career? I'd say you know, focus on building the team, which I don't think I always did. And so, you know, focus that team around you and offload some of the pressure, you know, because it's like, it's, it's really intense to bear all of that on your own shoulder. Um, I don't think it's very healthy to, because, um, you know, it's a lot of luck as well. It's, it's very unpredictable and it's, I think can get into a dangerous place to always think it's you are the reason something didn't go through. Um, and so, yeah, definitely good support team is something I always say um, is important and hold your team accountable. A lot of these agencies have many models on the board, 20, 30, 40, 50 girls, like hold them accountable, treat it as a business, sit down with them every year um, at the beginning of each year, sit down with them every year, talk to them about your goals, say what you expect from that year working with them and hold them accountable. You know, they're there to also boost your brand and your business. Um, and so I, I think that's also really important is to build a team. The three tips, three tips you could provide a viewer or listener that may be watching or tuning in to us right now. And they are a model and they want to know, you know, maybe they're in the middle of their career right now and they're in a funk. Mm -hmm not knowing what to do to get to the next step, Step. what would you suggest that that person should do uh, in that moment? Three tips. Okay, first tip is take yourself out of your body. <laughs> Just imagine like your friend, you are your friend and that you've come to yourself for advice. I think that's always helpful. Sometimes I believe when you're in that moment of feeling stuck, um, you kind of need to step out of your boundaries and think um, as if a friend would come to you with this problem. Um, and so I always say that as a first tip, I think, take yourself out a little bit of the walls that you think you've created around you. Um, second is talk to a lot of people who you respect and you admire where they are in their career. I guarantee you those people you look up to have gone through very similar struggles at one point in their, in their time and their life. Um, and they're going to be super happy to talk about it. And because people love to share and to help each other. And so that's um, number two. And number three is talk about being unhappy, especially with your agency. If they're the right fit or whoever's in your supportive network, if they're the right fit, they will value you coming to them with an honest plan. And if they are the right fit, they'll also work with you towards a good action plan to change things. Um, and then my cheeky fourth that I'm gonna add in <laughs> is, you know, modeling, especially is such a physical job. It's really how you feel. And that in a casting, in a moment of presenting yourself to a potential client, it radiate. If you don't feel good, it's so hard to fake that. It's so hard to put on that face. It's a very physical thing. Um, so invest in yourself to feel good. Surround yourself with people that make you feel good. I remember at one point I was so low in my career in LA. So super broke, just wasn't feeling good, wasn't at my measure, was really stuck. And I remember being like, Fuck it, I'm just going to pay for a trainer, a nutrition. I'm going to create this team around me of feel good people. And I'm going to just do the do the damn thing. And I did. Um, and it was so helpful to like outsource that to people around me, to professionals, because I felt like finally I had this hand that was held out to me that was like okay I got you I know what I'm doing I'm gonna help you make feel good and once I felt good the other things just kind of slot into place too 
Um, you start thinking clearer, you start making better connections and networking more, you just feel more yourself. Um, and so those are my four. I already forgot. I also. love that. Yes, <laughs> I love the four. That was amazing. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. At the end of the day, it all starts with self. It starts with yourself. And it sounds cliche to say that until you live it and you start to really understand it. But it 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 carries on throughout every phase of your life. What's next? What's next for you? What's next is a good question. I um. I mean, my current situation is that I am also marketing director at a video game company in New York. Um, it's been really incredible and empowering for me to develop that side of a career um, outside of modeling. I think for me, I've reached a point in modeling nine years in where I just have a really solid grasp of the career and I can also do it still very actively and grow something else as well. Um, and unlike, you know, some models, they go on to create a brand or, you know, maybe, maybe they grow into evolve the health and wellness side of their business. I think mine looks a little different. It may not seem directly related to, to modeling, but it's really using all the business experience in marketing brand partnerships that I've gathered over these nine years working in fashion that I just thought it was a beautiful challenge to apply that to a very different industry, to a very different vision and mission. And so I find in my mind, it's super connected, but I think some people are like, oh, you're just not gonna model anymore. But I kind of see it as something that carries through. It's all the skills I built and I still do both now. And I think there's a real joy and excitement, I guess, from being able to dive into do different things. Um, that maybe in most people's lives are never something they would both be able to do. But I think I enjoy the variety um, and the balance of having a more like corporate environment that I can exercise still creative, but corporate and this like freelance world that I can cultivate on the side as well. Um, I think that's fun doing things very different. Yeah. How do you master your piece, your piece individually, so that you're able to give of yourself fully to other people and to these projects that you're working on? Oh, yeah, I love that question. To be honest, I think I had a check in with myself the other day and I thought, oof, I'm not, I'm not maintaining the inner peace. Um, it's changed a lot over the years. And I think that's also important to talk about, like what, what gave you that peace a couple of years ago is going to be different than now is going to be different than tomorrow and next month. Um, what I have learned though, is just like a basic toolkit of things that I know that roughly if I do those every day, I'm most likely going to feel good consistently. Uh, for me, my inner peace is first and foremost, physically feeling good and feeling myself. Well, I feel a lot calmer from that. Um, and so an example is I know that if I move my rule every day is like, just move. I don't need to sweat. Doesn't need to be long, but it needs to be some sort of active movement. Um, I feel immediately like more calm, more grounded, more centered. Um, number two is eat mostly whole foods. Again, not all the time doesn't have to be perfect, but as long as what I'm eating is some sort of whole food, largely across the day, I know I'll feel good and I'll have energy to go through the day and the next day. The last one is sleep, which I've butchered lately. So I don't feel my best inner peace, but. I think there's something to be said for, you know, less screen time, more reading, better sleep. I think sleep, if you get sleep right, a lot of the other things fall into place 
pretty damn beautifully. Um, and so, but I still haven't bloody cracked that code. So I'm an absolute sleep disaster. I'm trolling on my phone every night before going to bed. Um, so don't, you shouldn't learn from me, but that's something I'm working on is my sleep. Can you finish this sentence? I am a. Mm -hmm. I am a. I am a. Hmm. Sean, you got me with this one. I got to <laughs> think about this. I want to hear your IMA. Um, I am a resilient, creative, and adventurous soul. Um, yeah, I'll start with that. I love that. And a Do master of... What is yours? I am, I am a queen. I'm a queen. You're a queen. I'm a queen of this space that I walk on in this that we call Hell it. Oh, yes. Hell yes. Um, okay, next one. I heard and, you and say- a master of? My life. And I think that's important. I feel like sometimes we feel like we don't have control about where this life's going to take us or if we're going to make the right moves. And I've grown to really trust myself in thinking whatever, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make a beautiful life and we're going to be good. So I feel like I'm the master of my life or of what my life could be. Who can control my own? My own destiny. My own destiny. I love it. I have it. to connect the sentences. I'm, now I'm flowing. It's becoming a paragraph. <laughs> I love it. We're too creative. So you know how that Yeah, goes. I'm like my brain. I've opened about seven doors during that exercise and I'm struggling to just close them and keep moving forward. Funny. <laughs> uh, I would like to wrap with a segment that I call tell and tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. What is something that you can tell us about yourself that you have not shared with the world just yet? A secret, if you will. A secret. Um... I mean, maybe not a very sexy one, but something I'm very proud of is that I'm working towards getting my green card to stay in the US and I haven't told anyone yet, but it's my little master plan. Um, and so that's a really big moment for me. Um, it's like a culmination of 10 years of trying to get it. So it's really exciting. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Well, we're sending positive vibes your way. In Thank you. Give me positive admin vibes to try and yes. get this card. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If yeah. somebody wants to follow along on your journey, how do they go about doing so? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Michonne Vaness, all lowercase together. And that's the best platform. I have a cheeky TikTok, but there's not much going on there. So I would head on over to Instagram. Definitely say hi, DM me. Um, would love to chat and get to know. And um, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing uh, your journey with us and sharing your journey with the world. I appreciate it. You have an amazing soul. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you for your time and have a amazing Wednesday. You are a queen. Oh, you are a queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Journey Told Show. I would like to leave you with words that my father would so often say to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit.